Oi, 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 oi. One, two, a check of one, two. With two minutes to go, it's fourth and thirty-two. Good evening and welcome back to another edition of the fourth and thirty-two podcast. I'm your host, Cole Smithson, with terrible, tragic, awful news on the fourth thirty-two podcast. Me and Ethan Sue recorded a week 15 recap pod tonight, hour 15 minutes, heavy playoff talk, really good conversation about the games, wrap up the podcast, and lo and behold, I forgot to record it. It has literally never happened in the 100 plus episodes we have done of the 4th and 32 podcast. I've never forgotten to hit record, and really tragic all around. So we will be back tomorrow to do a rapid recap, try to get as many of the thoughts about those games on wax out to your ears for you. You can check out everything we're doing on social media at 432 podcast, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, all that good stuff. Check out the website 432.com. We got some articles coming this week. We got a power rankings update coming this week. I will try to do my best here to talk about some of these games and the playoff significance of them. Um, just a little quick recap. Um, it's just going to be me here. Ethan had to leave, go to bed. I have to go to bed, but I'm staying up for y'all. So please bear with me. No, it's a little annoying to hear one person talk the entire time, but I'll try to do my best to keep this one entertaining. So we had some important games this week. Saturday, obviously, Colts 27, Patriots 17. Huge win for the Colts. They jump into the five seed in the AFC. They're four, sorry, five, eight, and six teams in the AFC. You have the Bengals with a big win this week over the Broncos. Colts, that win I just said. Chargers lost to the Chiefs, go to eight and six. Bills needed to get off the schneid, go to eight and six. Baltimore, another loss on another failed two-point conversion, eight and six. So you have five teams there. Four through eight, any of them could fall out. Any of them could potentially win their divisions, even. Maybe not the Chargers with how hot the Chiefs have been recently, but this playoff picture is really shaping up to be fascinating. I think the Titans, tough loss to the Steelers, couldn't stop turning the ball over. Tannehill looks lost. They're 9-5. and They're only one game ahead of the Colts. Now, they do have the tiebreaker because they beat the Colts twice, but... I think that the Titans are actually in danger of falling out of the playoffs with all those eight and six teams. If they lose a couple here, I believe they have a tough schedule down the stretch. I'm checking right now. 49ers on Thursday night. That's going to be difficult. Dolphins and Texans. So actually, no, not the toughest stretch here for the Titans. But if they lose two of those, if they they were to lose the next two games, 49ers-Dolphins, easily losable. They could be out of the playoff picture after such a promising start. Team looks lost out there. Henry, Julio Jones hurt again after the year. A.J. Brown might be coming back. Is it going to be enough? Probably not. They're throwing to Chester Rogers, Westbrook Aquina, that kind of guys, just uh, not making the separation, doing what they need to do there. Um, another big game in the playoff picture. I'll just shout out two from the NFC here. We had the Eagles on a Tuesday night, whoop the football team with Garrett Gilbert starting another 27-17 score. So the Eagles go to 7-7, seven and seven, football team falls 6-8 in the NFC. Uh, we also had the Vikings win on Monday night, go to 7-7. Seven and seven. 
they are now the seventh seed. You got the 49ers are eight and six. They're hot. I don't think they're falling out, but they're the sixth seed. So it's probably a race for the seventh seed here for all these teams below, unless something happens to the 49ers, they start losing some of these games. But you got the Vikings seven and seven. You got the Eagles seven and seven. Saints seven to seven. Football team and the Falcons six and eight. But me personally, I'm going to consider them out of this playoff picture. So you got the Vikings, Eagles, Saints, seven and seven, fighting for the playoffs. Um, I, I honestly think mm, I like the Eagles the best here. Honestly, I think they can run the ball dominantly in a way that the other teams there just just can't. Uh, Taysom Hill starting a quarterback is always going to be a question. No bold decision for me, but you can't put in Trevor Simeon now. You paid Taysom Hill all that money, so I just don't think the Saints have it, even though they had a dominant 9 nothing performance defense shut out Tom Brady first time since 2006. So that was really impressive there. But the Eagles kicked the shit out of them. I just don't think that they are as good as the Eagles, and I think the Eagles are better than the Vikings. You know, The Vikings scored 17 against the Bears. Bears got in the red zone five times, only got one score out of it. That's more of a Bears thing than a Vikings thing. I don't think their defense is that good. Kirk Cousins, really questionable play for a lot of that game. But the Eagles rushed for another 238 on the ground against the football team. And the football team might have had a lot of offensive players out, but most of their defense was healthy. Montez Sweat came back. And they just gashed them again. Sanders, 131. Howard, 69. Nice. Hurts. 38, two scores. So that Eagles team looking pretty good. I think the football team, honestly, would have an outside chance for me, but Heineke's got to come back. They've got to start getting rolling. That NFC East is going to be weird because they all play each other the last three weeks of the season. A bunch there. Other playoff stuff that happened. I guess the Cardinals lose to the Lions, get blown out. Now they're 10-4, and tied with the Rams. So that's going to come down to a division record. The Cardinals are one game ahead of the Rams, both of them with one game to play, not against each other in that one. But they're both 10-4, and so the Rams could get up into that upper echelon under the division winners. But in the NFC, you got Packers 11-3, and Cowboys 10-4, and Bucks 10-4, and Cardinals 10-4, and Rams 10-4. and I mean, any of those teams could get the number one seed. I think the Packers got to be the most likely – because their offense is just a juggernaut with Aaron Rodgers and that run game, that offensive line. Dallas has question marks. Tampa Bay got blown out by the Saints, obviously. Well, not blown out, but 9 nothing, and the offense never moved, but Godwin out for the year. ACL, MCL, whatever's going on there. Injury Fournette out for the rest of the regular season. Mike Evans limited, might miss the rest of the regular season. So the, the, the Buccaneers have a real chance of not falling out of the playoffs by any means, but just being really limited come January. And that's going to be a problem. You got an old Tom Brady. Those weapons really uplift him. So going to need Gronk and Antonio Brown to really step up and be their old selves. If they can be, I believe in the Bucks. But if that defense remains kind of shaky, not that they were against the Saints, but the Saints offense is so bad, then I don't know. I, I, the Bucks. I thought we're going to roll through the rest of the regular season, but these injuries, they're not going to be the same team. And that's, that's usually how the cookie crumbles here. Um, I think the Packers probably my favorite in the NFC right now, unless the Rams get hot or the 49ers. Cause I think the 49ers are a tough matchup for the Packers. I think the 49ers similar style to the Colts where the defense is playing really awesome right now. They're flying to the ball. 
and their running game is uplifting them. I really like the 49ers and the Colts here. Not going to lie there. Running game is going to translate in January. Elijah Mitchell will come back for the 49ers. Jonathan Taylor lighting the league on fire there. 49ers got Debo, Kittle. Jimmy G is probably the, the thing I least trust on that team. And the Colts, Carson Wentz. So you got two teams, very similar situations there. Both at eight and six, both two of the hottest teams in the league. Running matters. Don't forget about that. Um, just looking through my notes here, trying to see what else is important. I guess I'll pivot real quick. Uh, we announced this on the podcast that got forgotten about. Still can't believe I am that much of a dumbass not to hit record. Like I said, never has happened in this show's history, but Ethan went 12 and four in his picks this week, goes to 116 and 64 on the season, 64% winning clip. Uh, I went 12 and four as well. I'm two games out of first with Ethan in the lead. Uh, my dad, Ron, 10 and six, big week for him. He is five games out of first, 111 and 69. Again, nice. Mike Dwayne, tough week for our boy Mike Dwayne, eight and eight, and missed the pod, the the lost tapes that the public may never see, but he's down to 110 and 70. So he's down in fourth out of all of us. We got Burkhart, a nice 11 and five week to 39 and 18 on the season. So Burkhart has a higher percentage, but didn't pick the number of games required to be in the true leaderboards. If you want to pick games with us, please send us them, DM us, uh, email us at 432podcast at gmail.com. Do any of that stuff, and we will put you on the leaderboard. We will put your record there with your name. If you don't want to use your name, you want to use a tag, like uh, Instagram or Twitter handle, whatever, send it in. We will record how you did. And we'll put you on that leaderboard. So if you want to get a chance to get on the fourth and 32 podcast uh, picks leaderboard, even with the season wrapping up, just, just get uh, some momentum going into the next season. We're going to pick the playoff games too. So other games that affected the playoffs, I would say happened in the AFC where we had the Colts or sorry, the Colts beat the Patriots. Yes. So the Patriots fall out of first year, the chiefs, who are looking unstoppable right now. Big win on Thursday night. They're 10 and four. They're number one in the AFC. Remember, only the Packers in the NFC have clinched a playoff spot so far, winning their division. No other team has clinched a playoff spot, including the Chiefs. That is how loaded this field is right now. But you had the Bengals, big win over Denver, and the Bengals go to the four seed. They're at the top of the AFC North, Baltimore, eight and six. Pittsburgh seven six and one. The Browns seven and seven. Tough loss to the Raiders. So with the Browns and Broncos losing, they really could have been in the mix there. But now they're twelve and thirteenth behind Miami, behind Las Vegas in the AFC standings. And Pittsburgh's tie is going to be huge. Then rattle up, rattle off a couple wins here down the stretch. A lot of these teams play each other. There's going to be playoff games every single week, pretty much. But if Cleveland had won, they would be first in the AFC North. So with three games to go, all those teams play each other pretty much. The AFC North is coming down to the wire. Any team can win it. Any team can be out of the playoffs. That's how important every single game is going to be here down the stretch. Miami, six straight wins, all really against bad competition except the Ravens. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're hanging around. 
The Steelers beat the Titans, so they stay alive, 7-6-1. and one. We have a really exciting playoff picture in the AFC because conceivably the Titans could be out of the playoffs and a team like the Broncos or Browns or Dolphins could be in the playoffs. And just how the season started, that is hard to wrap your head around. You know, this is the season that has made no sense up and down, left and right matchups being problems for teams all over the place. It's really interesting to see what's going to happen here. Um, I'm just seeing if there's anything else I wanted to point it out. I guess I'll give some quick thoughts on, on big issues surrounding the games. Talked about that Patriots Colts one talked about Washington football team Eagles uh, Raiders beat the Browns, their car 28 game winning drives in his career since he's entered the league in 2014 tied with Matt Stafford for number one. Uh, I believe Ben Roethlisberger and Russell Wilson at 23 and they were after him, but Derek Carr also first or number one all time in game winning drives in the fourth quarter overtime in your first eight years in the league. So that's a huge stat for him. And he only has 54 regular season wins. So over half of his career wins are game winning drives is because this guy as unheralded as he can be at times. I mean, he throws for 4,000 yards every season. He's remarkably consistent. He has had the worst defense by points allowed in the league since he's been in the league. And he has the most penalty yards on by a defense for first downs or sorry, most penalties that led to first downs by defense since 2014, since he's been in the league. So this man has had no help. I mean, obviously all the off the field stuff this season, I won't even get into it. It's been a complete struggle, but yet he's continues to have game winning drives. He had one against the Cowboys. He, had one against the Ravens earlier in the season. He is just the best at doing this and he deserves all the credit in the world. I really do love him. I don't want him to, uh, the team to move on from him. I just want them to give him help. Yeah, that's, that's really my thoughts on that. Uh, really impressive stuff there for Derek Carr and, you know, go Raiders. I guess we have a chance to make the playoffs, but I'm not super duper excited about it because I don't necessarily believe uh, Titans completely lost in their game with the Steelers. Completely, completely lost. TJ uh, Watt is on a depoy campaign. It's going to be him, Miles Garrett, Trayvon Diggs, or Micah Parsons. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes up. Uh, Steelers couldn't move the ball in that game. Titans defense played well, but they had four field goal drives, I believe, at less than 20 yards and three of those were less than five yard drives because they got turnovers in Tennessee's territory. So Tennessee lost, could see them slipping out of the playoffs. Steelers are going to hang around. Don't necessarily believe them to be a playoff team, but a difficult team to play, especially when TJ Watts rolling Ravens, Packers, Packers win by one Ravens go for two late. This is the second time in three weeks. They've lost a game like this. I agree with the call. Got to go for it. Go for the win. And it's not analytics driven for me. It is just a feel thing for the game. They were down 31-17. They didn't expect to storm back, get a touchdown, stop the Packers, get the ball back. Tyler Huntley was alive all game. My only problem with it, didn't necessarily love the play call. I thought it was pretty easy to figure out what they're going to do. Roll the guy out, throw to Mark Andrews, who was having a dominant game at that point. So obviously they're going to double team him. I think you could have gotten more creative with the play call. That's my one note on that one, but agree with the call. Go for the win. What happened in this game? You lose, you're out of the playoffs. 
and don't hate the results of the decision. I, I just think going for the win, putting the ball in your team's hands is the best move that any coach can make because then you're in control. And if you don't make it, you live with the results, right? Uh, talk about that Saints-Bucks game. Buccaneers decimated by injury. Saints couldn't do anything offensively. It didn't matter. Win 9 nothing. Brady's worst game, maybe of his career, definitely in the last 15 years. Bengals, Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater took a scary hit. I guess it wasn't really a hit. He dove over someone, hurts himself, and Drew Locke comes in, and there's a reason the Broncos ended up with 10 points here. But I like the Bengals' defense. They're frisky. They made just enough plays against a Broncos defense that was really fighting tough to get the win there. Um, with the Lions, Cardinals. Oh, my God. The Cardinals got the shit kicked out of them by the Lions. Jared Goff not looking so golfful honestly looked pretty good in this one uh cardinals just didn't get off the, the plane they didn't expect a competition here deandre hopkins was missed and people are going to talk about cliff kingsbury's field goal decisions but who cares they just didn't show up they're down 17 nothing when the field goal decisions started coming in to play and honestly at that point it was pretty clear they'd given up you're not on the sideline with him i i think he could tell that but the Lions, it's nice to see them win. They ended up they end up being the number two pick in the draft if the season ended today because the Jaguars are so terrible. Rams beat the Seahawks. Seattle's packed it in. DK looks really upset. Um, Cup, Cooper Cup is having one of the best receiving seasons we've ever seen. He's at like 122 catches, 1,600 yards, 16 touchdowns. So completely dominant. And I think he set the record for most games over 90 yards in a row with 10 or 11 tonight. So obviously really impressive stuff from him. He's 28. And so he's probably only getting better bills actually ran the ball this week. against the Panthers 22 carries for Devin Singletary. They haven't had a running back sniff that all season. Josh Allen does look limited. He's limping around pretty sure he was in a walking boot, but uh, the other thoughts on this cam is, absurdly washed and it's it's tough to see him go out there i mean he can still run the ball a little bit but not good there uh dolphins beat the jets nothing to talk about here i mean Tua up and down game jets fought but zach wilson is just really doesn't look good and neither does the next quarterback trevor lawrence loses to the te uh, texans twice so they're losing to a team that has beat one other team this season twice can't even pick him off davis mills has had a better season than Trevor Lawrence, I think. He's, I mean, he's just, he's still working with not a whole lot. And they beat the Jaguars. And Trevor Lawrence, another uninspiring, boring game. Urban Meyer not being there doesn't matter. Now, speaking of uninspiring and boring, you had Mike Glennon go for three picks against the Cowboys. Trayvon Diggs got his 10th pick of the year, first player since the 70s, I think, to do that. So that's pretty cool. He's looking to get a depoy, maybe one more big moment from him, and he'll lock it up. But he's definitely in the hunt, and it's always fun when a cornerback wins that one. Jake Fromm got some playing time in this, but Mike Glennon, not an NFL quarterback anymore. Giants just, I don't know what they're doing. I guess they're going to get a high draft pick, but who cares? And I guess they, I believe they traded with the Bears down for that Fields pick. So maybe they have another first-round pick from the Bears. That's pretty cool, I guess. But I don't know when that is. Honestly, I should probably check that. But the Giants just tanking for, for tanking's sake. I mean, that team, bringing Joe Judge back, don't agree with it. But the Cowboys 
still kind of struggled, but their defense is the reason they're winning a lot of these games. Um, 49ers, Falcons, 49ers are a good team. Falcons are a bad team. Not much to be said there. Debo, absolute weapon, 12 touchdowns on the year, seven rushing, five receiving. He's got like 1,300 total yards, like almost 300 on the ground. Really versatile. And uh, Kirk Cousins sucks and is boring. Monday Night Football was awful because Kirk Cousins had 87 yards passing. Bears were moving the ball up and down the field, five red zone trips, one touchdown, another game that's going to haunt Matt Nagy forever. And damn, I like Justin Fields a lot, though. That's really my last thought on that one. And thank you all so much for putting up with me. We will have a rapid recap with at least Ethan back on. Hopefully Mike. Mike missed the one we didn't record, but real bullshit move by me. But I hope you guys liked listening to this little bit of me ranting, um, talking playoff picture. It's all going to come down to the wire here. This season has been so exciting, so many twists and turns. I'm really excited to see what the next twists and turns are. If you like what you hear, you know, like, subscribe, send to your friends, comment, get involved in the show. We really want people to write articles for us. If you want to write something, we will publish it on our website. If you want to make picks with us, if you want to send in bets, that you think are solid bets for the week, please get involved. Hit us up at 432 Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, uh, at 432 Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up in our email. And uh, thank you all so much for putting up with me. Uh, like I said, that recap will come out tomorrow. And check out the gambling show. We'll have a preview. It's all probably going to be quick this week. But because it's the holidays, everyone knows Christmas on Saturday. So whatever you celebrate, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. Spend time with your families, get inside, get around the fire, stay safe with all the new COVID stuff going on out there. And we love you people. Really, when you reach out, it really makes my day. And I, I just appreciate doing this. I, I would do this forever for free. I love talking football. I love uh, chopping it up with people. So hit me up at Cole Smithson. That's on anything really as well. Hit us up. Let's get some Twitter followers. We could, we could have a bigger Twitter presence. I think we got some good stuff here, but from me, Cole Smithson, from Ethan Sue, from Michael Dwayne, Will Einfall, my dad, Ron Smithson, and all of you out there, our favorite part of the 432 podcast family. Thank you. Peace. Happy holidays. Thank you.